It is no question that beginning today, things are going to get very interesting, not only for people where I live, but virtually everywhere, and for anyone who is hearing this. I originally had something on all that for today, but I've decided to push that off until tomorrow because I came across this, a letter that is a plea to our pastors. It is a call for our priests and religious to be a sign of Christ in this world that is embracing darkness, that in these times we need our priests to be a sign of hope. The letter is clearly written in the spirit of Archbishop Vigano, and is likely inspired by his more faith-focused letters. I have a link to it in the show notes today on my website, returntotradition.org, so find the link and read it for yourself if you want, though it's not in English, so I had to run it through a translation app. I think you'll find this to be helpful as we are all collectively facing the winds of change. More on that tomorrow, I promise. Now, if you go look at it on my website and you see a Patreon button, you don't need to be a patron to view it. Just get past that. It's in the show notes, not on some external website from there. Anyway, on to the letter. On earth, after God, no one is greater than the priest who is the Alpha. Alter Christus in daily life and Ipse Christus during the Eucharistic consecration. On earth, after God, no one is smaller than the very young. These extremes, head and tail of the Creator and Sovereign Redeemer of the universe, our Lord Jesus Christ, obstinately opposed by the Lord of the world, are precisely in the crosshairs of the devil, the only king of our times, by momentary divine permission. The evidence is easily discernible through observation. Priests seduced by the spirit of the world, who are deceptively promoted by themselves or by superiors and priests, seduced by Christ, who are just as deceptively removed from parishes, and so on. How many souls are lost because of priests who have forgotten their sacredness, often vaguely used for personal gain, and for having forgotten and dodged with, with precision the willingness to, to lay down their life for the salvation of souls for their mission? It is not difficult to believe that much of the spiritual weakness of priests derives from the abandonment of the habit, the cassock, having forgotten that it represents and constitutes a shield against the attacks of the evil one, and forgetting that lay clothing constitutes a shield against sanctifying grace, which is the reason why, with so much abominable indifference, many priests lend themselves to distribute the body of Christ in the most outrageous of ways. Thus, while he descends from heaven to bring himself with a series of all his most sublime and unspeakable gifts, he finds himself in return accepted as an annoying, miserable person with within celebrations totally inconsistent with the entity of the celebrated. And so, except in the Vetus Ordo, where the fire is seen on the altar, where the categories of space and time are suspended, and where everything is artfully packaged for the solemnity of the ceremony and for the supreme majesty of the celebrated, modern masses seem more than a praise, an alms. It is not difficult to imagine shadows of dancing devils, not really legions, but gatherings, yes, mocking around the priest, even in the sacristy, as soon as he takes off the habit of the sacred ceremony to remain in his jeans and t-shirt. And who knows, perhaps if you search, you will find such, uh, such a priest through the testimony of an eyewitness. Put on your priestly instruments again, a cassock for the body, rosary towards heaven and your knees to the earth, and charity, possess charity in abundance. Deus caritas est. Compete in edifying and edify one another or you will be lost by the thousands and within you crowds of souls that you would be responsible for. In fact, in the time of universal deception, 
even the elect are at great risk. However, we know that Jesus has promised, and he is faithful, that in the last times he will raise up giants of holiness, as never in church history have there been. Be docile and available for this project of holiness. Each of you is. If you did not resist, he who elected you would transform the pebbles, the wounds, the rubble, and the lukewarmness of your heart into his heart of flesh. Alive, loving, intrepid, meek, powerful, and pulsating with the same speed with which he transforms the bread and wine into his body and blood whenever you ask it of him. Courage. This is all the audacity that is required of you. Don't be half-priests. Our souls need your example. And the young, torn, afflicted by hunger and thirst at best, subject to the unspeakable by society, and even from their own uh, families, many lost by the millions. How many souls are lost because of, of their destruction, even of their being subject to what might be the mark of the man of sin, which he secretly introduces in the self-styled super-civil society, and every component he would like to impose, the most barbaric of practices, the eating of our own. Unfortunately, no area more than the two listed above, especially when added together, obtains the maximum number of perdition of souls. There are souls who, are, who in hiding, live the vocation to priestly and infantile motherhood, and who direct a lot to the advantage of these two sublime categories, which are concrete proof of the existence and very essence of God, to the will of which we should be docile as Angelini, to the same extent with which we should roar as the, uh, the body of Christ against all forms of evil and lies, always using, in both cases and in a symbiotic form, action and prayer. And now the struggle is getting tough. Who can say if the sanctity of priests will come first to save the young, and so be it, or if society will give them up to Moloch, they who carry the heaviest of crosses like the innocent one to sanctify them and all of us. In any case, Kyrie eleison, Alpha and Omega, remember, all the rest is vanity. End quote. That letter is signed by a woman using the pen name of Veronica. Now, I know some of that was a little clunky, but if you'd like to read it for yourself, it is on the site of the Rome-based journalist that I uh, often reference and often uh, find interesting stories for you that no one else is talking about. So feel free to go to my sources blog where you'll find a direct link to it in today's show notes. It is not in English, so you'll need to let your browser do its translation work like I had to. Her plea to the priests of the church is very simple. Be priests in all aspects of life, in public, in private, and remember that your vocation is a call to defend your flocks against the evil one. You may have noticed on many social media platforms right now, there are priests who proudly show off their video game collection or their very worldly hobbies. The time for all of that is, pa is past. It, it just is. In these times, which may be the times where the man of sin may very well come onto the scene, the vocation of the clergy is one of courage in the face of adversity and uncertainty. It sounds like the perfect, most needed vocation for these times, for this day, and all days moving forward until faithfulness is restored, until the social reign of Christ the King is fully restored. Without the clergy being public, there is no chance of the restoration of Christ as King. And what did you think of this letter? Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below. I've been providing a lot of letters lately, which is unusual. Usually I get one from Vigano once or twice a month, and the rest is the story or stories of the day, but in ecclesiastical matters it's been pretty quiet, with Francis issuing some changes here and there, but it's almost as if he is waiting to start his next phase of construction for the ape of the church. That's my hot unfiltered take. What's yours? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, and as always, pray for the church.
Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.